Good morning with Sarah Megan Kelly, episode 5, March 30th, 2022. As we are wrapping up Women's History Month, I would like to share some information about some notable women who have made an impact here in the United States from the past 40 years. Maybe you have never heard the name of Hattie Kaufman. She is a member of the Nez Perce tribe. Hattie was the first Native American to file a story on the national news broadcast. She attended the University of Minnesota with an interest in studying American Indian studies and then got a scholarship to become a reporter while working for WCCO-TV. She started on the radio waves while attending college at the University of Minnesota, then moved on to working for King 5 News in Seattle, where she earned four Emmy Awards. Hattie then went on to Good Morning America in 1987 as a special correspondent and substitute anchor. She worked for CBS News, CBS This Morning, 48 Hours, Sunday Morning, CBS Radio, The Early Show, and CBS Evening News. Her memoir, Falling Into Place, was released in September 2013. There are so many amazing women who have made an impact or has accomplished a first. There have been men who have said that a woman should not be elected chief of a Native American tribe. However, when someone tries to put down a gender by saying that they don't have the know-how or the experience, it drives and it pushes that person into believing that they can be someone who can make a difference. It's not about who you know or who is going to help you get ahead. It's about knowing your capabilities and having a want to be something that others told you that you will never accomplish. In the late 1970s, Wilma Mankiller founded the Community Development Department for Cherokee Nation. Her first important task was to develop a water line for more than 200 families living in the Bell community that did not have running water lines. This huge construction project was a 16-mile water line that took a little over a year to develop. After this project was completed, Wilma first served as Deputy Principal Chief of the Cherokee Nation during Ross Wimmer's administration. And as Principal Chief, Wilma was appointed as the Principal Chief of the Cherokee Nation after Ross Wimmer resigned after he was selected to be the Assistant Secretary of Indian Affairs with the Bureau of Indian Affairs with the United States Department of Interior. Wilma Mankiller was 
elected principal chief in 1985 and served as the first female principal chief for the Cherokee Nation for over 10 years. During her tenure as principal chief, she helped develop lots of programs and resources for the nation, including built health clinics in rural areas to help serve Cherokee communities. She took over the administration of the Bureau of Indian Affairs administered programs and laid the foundation for the present day billion dollar economy for the Cherokee Nation through the gaming operations. From the National Women's History Museum website, it says her success earned her national recognition as the Miss Magazine Women of the Year in 1987. She was inducted into the National Women's Hall of Fame in 1993. And in 1998, she received the Presidential Medal of Freedom, the nation's highest civilian honor from President Bill Clinton. Her autobiography, Mankiller, A Chief and Her People, was published in 1993. In 2009, Wilma was named as the first Sequoia Institute Fellow at Northeastern State University. On September 4th, a ceremony at Seminary Hall. During my college education, while I was going to school at Northeastern State University, I was a student reporter for the Northeastern. In my newspaper class, I remember my um, instructor, Dr. Eversole. She was assigning students to a job that they would be um, writing news stories for that week for the paper. And I can remember, just as if it was yesterday, she looked at me and said, Megan, I would like for you to interview Wilma. Having known Wilma since I was five or six years old, my mother worked for her. Um, I was honored and I had um, something so great that I had an opportunity as a young adult to go into her office and um, interview her um, during her tenure as a Sequoia Fellow. So, um, when I wrote the story, um, I got to sit down with Wilma and catch up. So, here are some quotes from my interview with her. Wilma told me in quotes, we have a rich Native American history, she said. Tahlequah is also the home of the great Cherokee Nation, which continues to be a major educational, economic, social, and cultural force here in Oklahoma. With Northeastern and the Cherokee Nation working together, anything is possible. 
She also told me, I was especially happy to learn that my office would be in Seminary Hall because I think Seminary Hall not only is symbolic with the Cherokee Nation's commitment to the education of women, it also symbolizes the intellectual history of Northeastern. It was unfortunate that over a year after she was named the Sequoia Fellowship Award, she had passed away on April 6, 2010, from a battle with cancer. Her legacy lives on, and a few years later in 2013, the movie Cherokee Word for Water was released, and this was a great movie that told her story as she worked very hard on helping accomplish a job that some told her was impossible by establishing a 16-mile waterline in the Bell, in Bell, Oklahoma, and her journey to being named the first woman chief of the Cherokee Nation. Coming up this summer on June 6th at Bank First in Tahlequah, Oklahoma, the Men Killer Quarter will be um, commemorating the Woman Men Killer Quarter coin. The coin will be the third coin in the American Women Quarters program. The picture of her depicts Wilma with a resolute gaze to the future. The wind is at her back and she is wrapped in a traditional shawl. And to the left is a seven-pointed star of the Cherokee Nation. One more woman in history that I would like to mention is Muskogee's first female mayor, Kathy Hewitt. Mrs. Hewitt served two terms, mayor for Muskogee from 1992 to 1996. She received the first Women's Leadership Lifetime Achievement Award from the Greater Muskogee Area Chamber of Commerce in 2016. Tomorrow on March 31st at 6 p.m. at the Oklahoma Music Hall of Fame, there will be a celebration for two prestigious awards, Black History Month Proclamation recipient, Truman T. Fats Bates, owner of Fat Fries Restaurant, and Women's History Month Proclamation recipient, Kathy Hewitt, Muskogee's first female mayor. Um, I just wanted to say today that as we are wrapping up Women's History Month. Um, I guess maybe I said this in my first introduction, in my first episode. Um, as we reflect of people that have made an impact that may no longer be here, um, one woman in particular that inspired me to um, 
to go forward with doing my podcast. And I just want to mention her name. If I sound like I'm talking slow, I'm just trying to keep my composure. <laughs> um, her name is Rodslin Brown. Rodslin Brown um, was the CEO of Project A Association. She told me, Sarah, I want you to do your podcast. Maybe you think nobody's going to listen, but you will be surprised of after you get your podcast going of how many people will actually listen to you. Um, after she told me that, um, it kind of made me want to do this even more. But um, during the time I was displaced from my home from the May 22nd, 2019 flood, and um, I was going through a lot of depression and anxiety during that time. So let's fast forward. Um, I have been working as the public relations coordinator for Muskogee, Oklahoma Native American Association. And um, Rodslin and I worked together on, um, on promoting Indigenous Peoples Day. And so now, you know, two years later, I'm finally doing this. I'm finally um, carrying out a passion to um, be a voice for Native American people, for people in my community, to carry positivity, strength, and having the ability to promote all things positive in my community. So um, I just wanted to say that much because um, I went to school at Northeastern to become a news reporter. So I thought at the time that I was going to work at a news station. But with my health having um, psoriatic arthritis, um, my health varies from a day-to-day basis. And so I feel like doing a podcast is kind of like my niche. It helps me um, continue to carry out what I've been going to school for and what I'm striving to do is to be a voice for not just people of my tribe, but for all Native people and for people in the community. Um, so with that being said, you know, I hope that you will continue to listen to my podcast and that I'm giving you some inspiration and that you're learning about what's going on in our community. So wrapping up, um, I wanted to, um, mention one more event that you can attend this coming weekend on Saturday, April 2nd at the Muskogee Indian Community Center. They are hosting a wild onion dinner, and the location is 30 or 335 North 4th Street. It's across the street from um, what used to be Arrowhead Mall, place where everybody used to gather in town. But um, the Muskogee Indian community is hosting that wild onion dinner, and on the menu, they will have wild onions and eggs, hominy and pork, beans, salt meat and pork, dessert um you can get a beverage you can get soft key for a dollar and um for the entire dish um 
it'll be $15, but you're supporting a good cause. You're supporting um, Muskogee Creek people in the community. Um, they have a lot of programs for the kids and for adults and elders. So um, go support them on Saturday and um, enjoy some delicious bald onions. People have been messaging me, asking me if I'm selling bald onions, but <laughs> with prices going up on gas, if I had a whole backyard full of onions, maybe I would. Um, but, you know, with inflation and with everything going on, um, it takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of time to clean them, cut them, and you really have to know where to go to find this delicious seasonal green that only comes up in the springtime. Um, I've had a couple people asking me for orders, but I really can't commit unless I can actually get back there. I am taking two classes at Bacon this semester, so it's taken up a lot of my time, which um, I should say, I've got to study for my Cherokee language and my fundamentals of marketing this afternoon. So let me wrap this one up and say, Dota go e. I will see you again. Wado, Wewenai, Ura, and as Comanches would say, Nanadasa Pinatoy. I will see you again, and I hope that you will share my podcast, and I'm hoping that I'm inspiring the women, the men, and maybe the younger generation that's listening to my podcast today. I've gone over 15 minutes. I'm sorry, but um, thank you for listening, and I'll see you here next week. Have a great week. Bye-bye.